If you want to make your wedding stress-free, you need to allocate time for you to breathe. And when I mean you need to allocate time for you to breathe, I mean, in the big scheme of things, 30 minutes extra in a part of your day is not that big of a deal. And I think that if you're adding in that 30-minute time slot of like breathing room, so to, say, so to say, and if things go wrong or out of your schedule, you've got 30 minutes up your sleeve to allow time to catch back up to itself. Let's, let's put this in perspective. It is your wedding. It is not like a massive event where you've got event coordinators. Like you don't want things to go like it's half an hour time slots. Like you want things to be relaxed. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning the perfect wedding. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. This is Tim and we have Matt. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good to uh, be back chatting with you again today. Excited to uh, dive into some uh, Q&A questions with Tim and Matt today, which uh, we haven't done for a few weeks. So we yeah, thought we would uh, throw while. that one out there, you know, change it up a little bit, do some quick fire questions, which never turn into quick fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to get into it. So what, what do the people have for us today? So that'll be that'll be pretty interesting. Our last Q&A like, potty was actually awesome. Hey, like we got some we got some pretty like baller questions <laughs> yeah there was some heaps of like yeah heaps of in-depth ones and today we've got a real mix of questions too which people have asked us and uh look you can always just you know just start off strong you can always uh send us a message on our instagram uh make it epic dot podcast and you know ask us some questions and we can add it to our list for the next time we do a q a which you know obviously won't be for a little while but yeah we can always we always love to get an uh questions thrown at us i love getting the like range of questions too just to like showcase you know like what's what's the theme like currently going on and you kind of i don't know you just see like trends like in certain aspects as well like within the questions like i don't know i feel like elopement and micro weddings are really like coming back into light again yeah even post covid (laughs) yeah like it was pretty insane during covid but you know like the last couple of months, it's been it's been a lot of micro weddings and elopements, um, and I think a lot of that has kind of just like got maybe newly engaged couples thinking about, you know, like, is this actually an option for us? And I know our our um our chat last week with Meg, like that was uh, that was pretty amazing, and like her wedding was like honestly like next level, like that so was good. <laughs> the most epic like micro wedding that we have ever been to. Like it was just so good yeah. um, for a number of reasons. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back, have a listen. Um, we go through really what made uh, Megan Adrian's um, wedding just and elopement just so epic. Like it was, yeah, it was just so amazing. But um, let's get into it, man. Let's dive straight in. So yeah, as we're doing Q&A today and yeah, people have asked us some questions and it's a wide range of things that we're chatting about today, Tim. But uh, yeah, look, let's start off with, I got this question uh, from one of actually my brides that I'm shooting their wedding next year. Um, and she said, everyone says that the day goes too quickly. What are some tips or ideas to soak it all in with your husband and wife not with your husband and wife that was very strange (laughs) with your husband (laughs) slash wife uh you know (laughs) yeah look it's it's a big one and you know weddings weddings are a hectic time um i think you know like the biggest thing is just having a list of negotiables and non-negotiables and actually applying this into your wedding planning you know like have a, a little bit longer like for your portrait session if you want to 
you know, get photos and videos done and actually have some time to join the, the bridal party um, and your guests for, for canapes. Like, I think that's a, that's a pretty good one. And, you know, a, a big one that we've touched on in the past before is after like the portrait session, we kind of like to give you guys a little bit of time by yourself, no cameras in your face, like no pressure. Like we'll still take some photos and videos like from a hundred meters away behind a tree or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it just gives you guys a little bit of time by yourself, just like soaking the moment. And it is, it is going to be the only time during the day as a married couple when you're by yourself without any interruption or without any influence from anyone else, just you two, just to enjoy that moment. Yeah, I think scheduling scheduling time is perfect. Like that's the that's the go-to. Like if you can schedule time and if you're worried about not having the time to hang out with your husband or wife like by yourselves for, you know, it doesn't have to be ages, but just a little bit of time. Like it, as long as you add that into your schedule, anything's possible and you just need to probably, I guess, think about that from day one of like when it, start, it comes down to like talking about timelines and all that sort of stuff is just scheduling that in. Yeah, like I find uh, like a big one is like if you have your like photographer, videographer uh, or vendor for eight hours like per se, like don't just try and like jam everything in just to get that like just get that coverage there because you really don't want to make things stressful for you on the day. Like you want to make sure that you have time to like soak up. You don't want to go rushing around doing everything. And especially if you've got a larger wedding as well, just things to be mindful of. Absolutely. And I think this rolls into our like next question, which I'm just going to throw in there straight away, which is how to make your wedding stress-free or so the question was yeah how do we make our wedding stress-free and i feel like we are talking about this already and this kind of that's a loaded question it's a loaded <laughs> question and it could be a podcast by itself like you know which may be down the track but i think you know it all comes down to timing like if you want to make your wedding stress-free you need to allocate time for you to breathe and when i mean you need to allocate time for you to breathe i mean in the big scheme of things 30 minutes extra in a part of your day is not that big of a deal and i think that if you're adding in that 30 minute time slot of like breathing room so to say so to say and if things go wrong or out of your schedule You've got 30 minutes up your sleeve to allow time to catch back up to itself. And you've got, you know, and if we don't need that 30 minutes in terms of like, because something may have simply gone like a little bit out of whack in terms of the schedule, you now have 30 minutes extra to hang out with your guests, hang out with your bridal party, hang out with each other without having to be somewhere else. And, you know, your photographer, videographer or other vendor being like, Hey, let's go. We're going to run yeah. over here. Let's let's put this in perspective. It is your wedding. It is not like a massive event where you've got event coordinators. Like you don't want things to go like it's half an hour time slots. Like you want Five things to time be slots. relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> like weddings do not run on time. Like, and, like I don't think I've ever been to a wedding where they run on time. So just like just really have that in the back of your mind when you are planning like your per se. Like you do not want to have, all right, 15 minutes here, got to get this done. 20 minutes there, got to get that done. Guys, we've said it before, like it is all about your attitude and to help with that, like just don't treat your schedule like Bible because it is not, it is, it is a guide, okay? Things will change. Things do happen on the day. You don't want to leave yourself short, which could potentially cause more stress for you on the day because it will affect your attitude. And in return, that could potentially affect your photos and videos as well. So. Like we drive at home, like we want to keep things fun, flowy and stress-free. Have a think about the schedule. Have a think about, you know, what is the best process here to ensure that, you know, we can leave a little bit of room, uh, a breathing room and in return, stress levels dive down. No stress whatsoever. We don't want stress on the wedding day, do we? Not at all. And, you know, 
like at the end of the day, like the whole point of getting married and doing this is that you do things the way that you want to do them. And I think we have said this, I reckon we almost say this every single episode we do, (laughs) because it's one of those things where we are always listening to everybody around us and everyone has their two cents. And I think this is like, I just want to reiterate the fact that you just need to like put your blinkers on a little bit and just remember that it's your day. You and your partner have ideas about what the day looks like. And if those ideas align with each other, and yes, they won't all align with your parents or your friends or your family that are giving you their two cents. Um, But if you're doing things the way you want to do it, and you're bringing joy to like, it brings you joy, do Do them the way that you want to do it. It will create a stress-free environment automatically. And then, yeah, you also make sure that you prioritize the things that make you happy, i.e. maybe hanging out with your husband slash wife, you know, for a little bit longer by yourselves to be able to take it all in and not make the day feel like it's going so fast. What's what's some pretty, obviously we've done a lot of weddings, like together, collectively and individually. Like what are some of the things that like you've seen on weddings that, you know, couples have kind of added in off the cuff, like that's maybe not on a schedule that you think thought has like raised like the vibe. I'll I'll, I'll go because I've got a pretty cool one. It was a wedding I did last month and like the morning of like rock up, you know, get there, like see how the boys are going. And like, they've all got their like skateboards out and like they went skateboarding like uh, the day before and the groom um, and the best man are like semi pro skateboarders. Like they're pretty, pretty cool, (laughs) but there's like eight skateboards there. So for everyone. And I'm like, guys, like, let's, why don't we go on the road? Like just do a bit of like a skate sesh. And they're like, can we do that? I'm like, yeah, man, like, let's do it. And just don't break I, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I delivered, I delivered like a, uh, like a little video for him. And they were like, man, like this just like really set like and a preface for the whole day just to be so like fun and so stress-free. And I thought that was like pretty, pretty cool. Like, and it's something that we could have discussed beforehand. Like, so if there's things that you want to include, like they don't have to be big things. Like they can be little things like going for a surf in the morning or, you know, like going for like a bit of skateboard. Yeah. Like, so I had a, a literally the same thing. So when you were talking about that, I was like a few weeks ago, I had a couple and the groom's like mad surfer, mad keen for it. And all the groomsmen and heaps of people at the wedding were too. So they like surfed the days before, but then they also surfed the morning of. So they were like, rather than like, they all got up, did sunrise together jumped out in the water, one of like the, I think the brother of the bride or something like that. He's like super good videographer um, when it comes to like the surf and like sports industry and he had a housing. So they went out for a surf in the morning, they recorded it all. And yeah, it was pretty sick. Um, there was a little bit of carnage that happened, which was pretty funny. And this is a bit of a tangent, but one of the, the there's two brothers and they, uh, one of them ran over the other one and fin chopped the crap out of his head and he had to go and get stitches the morning of the oh. wedding. And uh, they literally like were in the like, down the coast and there was like a little medical center and they had to, they ran into the medical center and said they had to like say a bit of a, you know, a bit of a lie and said that, uh, that, that he was the groom for the day and he had to get his head stitched there and there. And they stitched his head back together and glued it back together. And then uh, luckily the way that he wore his hair, you oh. couldn't see it, but the, yeah. And then he just got on the uh, liquid courage and a bit of a uh, liquid Panadol. <laughs> I, I reckon, I reckon you have just like discouraged any, like any bride <laughs> from like telling their, their, their husband or soon to be husband to go for a surf in the morning. <laughs> apparently this is something that happens all the time with them. Like they always hurt these guys. Like apparently are like known to hurt themselves and like, there's always stuff that goes wrong. Like that, we're just like, oh yeah, this is our like, this is our family luck kind of thing, which is a classic. Oh, but wow. yeah, look, I definitely think that like doing things the way you want to do them in the morning. Like you know, most of the time we're not starting until like lunchtime or after lunch, especially for the like the boys. Like 
a lot of the time they're like, oh, what do we do? And like, you know, what do we do? Like, there's nothing for us really to do. They go and eat food and that's about it. So I do think that starts to bring the vibe up uh, pretty high. I was their groomsman at a wedding a couple of weeks ago, actually. And um, we went out for breakfast and then we came back and played some ultimate Frisbee. That was pretty fun. Mm. No one hurt themselves. So that was good. But yeah, I had a bit of like a throw around <laughs> with the Frisbee and that was cool. Um, man, there's so many things you can do that um, really elevate your day and make it special. Yeah, like, and I'm a big advocate for making it you. Making it, making it personalized, right? Like if I have to rock up to um, like to do prep just to, you know, like film you getting in like a suit, like that's cool. But like if you want to add like a little bit of you, a little bit of flavor to it, and I am down for that. Absolutely. All right. So it seems to be the theme, right? Like how to make sure that we have enough time for all things that we want to do. So yeah, that, I think we've we've probably ended that, but that's that's a bit of a theme at the moment, isn't it? It like, is. Just the, to- the whole timing and keeping things stress-free. I feel like as a photographer and yeah, like a videographer too, but definitely a photographer, everyone always throws us under the bus a little bit when it comes to this stuff. And they're like, you know, oh, you got to talk to your photographer about timing and you got to do this and you got to do that. And look, yes, it is always helpful when you talk to us about, I guess, the timing. But at the end of the day, like you're going to do things the way you want to do it. And yes, like there's a lot that you need to fit in. But I think if you're worried about not having enough time, why? Like, what is it? What's stopping you from not mm. like from that feeling of not having enough time? Um, if you need to give yourself more space or, you know, create more time in your schedule, like do it from day one. And I think the thing that usually like dictates the whole entire day is your ceremony time. And if you get your ceremony time wrong, that will either make the day usually if, like when I say wrong, I say that it's too late and therefore the whole rest of the day is really rushed. Um, if you're worried about having like a not enough time, make that ceremony a little bit earlier and give yourself space to get the photos done in between the reception and in really enjoy the reception and not make it feel rushed. That's yeah. Like that's a big one as well. Like I th- maybe, maybe it's just from a, like a, a video perspective. Like I, I do ask couples obviously months before the wedding, like what time are you going to have your ceremony? Just so we can get a good idea of like kind of the flow of the day. But sometimes I don't actually get to know the time of the ceremony until maybe two, three months out of the wedding, like three, four months after it's already been planned. Like yeah. this is something that... And that's the issue, right? Like is that like um, sometimes couples don't reach, like they're worried and they don't want to reach out and then they make a t- like they make a time that, you know, maybe in winter, let's say use winter, for example, when it gets dark at like 5.30 and if you've picked a 3.30 ceremony, like oh, it's tight. <laughs> like it's yeah. going to be very rushed and you don't have time to do the things you like, I guess the way you want to do them. So allow that extra space. Like I say, you know, for winter, like make a two o'clock ceremony and give yourself like that's three and a half hours before it's dark, you know? And that's a lot, like that's not a long time in the wedding world. And by the time you get your ceremony and your family photos and say hello to people, like really it only leaves like a small amount of time before it's actually going to be dark. And that's when you're doing your portraits. So yeah, mm. uh, summer is less stressful in terms of picking the right time for your ceremony. Yeah. Just because, just because there's a lot more light yeah. later on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So guys, yeah, I can speak for all vendors here. Like utilize your vendors, ask them, confirm with them. Hey, like Tim, Matt, like, is this time like all right for the ceremony? What do you reckon? Like, we love that. We'd love to keep like an open communication and make sure like we can you know, have a part in ensuring that the day can run as smoothly as possible. Absolutely. And I think this is rolling into the next part of like our questions, which um, is like expectations from us as vendors, right? Like, so one of the questions I got was like, how much communication in the lead up slash how often do we touch base as vendors? And look, I think as a vendor, this is a little tip for all, other, you know, if you are a wedding vendor and you're out there listening, like, it's probably good to set expectations from day one and with your couples as to how much you do reach out to them, how much you do communicate with them. 
Um, you know, for me personally, I have a pretty, I guess, already set plan and a workflow for all of my couples. Um, I know that like the dates already that I'm going to reach out to them because my CRM, shout out to Studio Ninja, uh, you know, already has that already planned for me. So, and I also don't want to fill up my couples like email list, you know, uh, or email box inbox with like all these emails that I need to send them because I actually really don't need to hear from them that much. And I know that when they book me, it might be a year and a half, two years in advance, right? Yeah. And we know sure. that plans are changing. We know that it's ever evolving. We know that uh, it's not perfect in day one. And like for me, I'm like, I don't need to bombard you with questions. I don't need to ask you, you know, what time is your ceremony going to be in two years time? Because it's probably not something that we're going to chat about that day and it may change. So yeah, look, for me personally, I'm all about setting those expectations from day one about A, what I deliver, B, how much I'm going to communicate with you and yeah, like C, how often I actually want to touch base. And when I do email you, that's when you just need to reply to those emails. Yeah, and this is a really big one, setting those expectations as well. And so I know as soon as a couple books me, um, I'll have like an onboarding process. So I'll send them like a big email, let them know like kind of, you know, like thanks for booking me, like super excited like, to jump on board with your team. Um, and like here is um, when you'll hear from me um, and here's like uh, the expectations essentially on my behalf. So like I do like a vendor introduction. Um, I'll send out an email to um, to all their vendors, like just introducing that I'll be their like video, uh, videographer for the wedding. You know, six months before the wedding, I'll send an email seeing, seeing like how everything's going. Three months, um, I will um, send out like a questionnaire in terms of like determining the run sheet and like let's have a chat to kind of like figure out some times. I do um, like there's an automated email like a month out just to see how everything is going. Um, and then we book in a call uh, just to confirm everything, run for everything, make sure it's running smoothly. But like during that onboarding process, like, yes, it could be a year, two years. Like I think the, the trend at the moment is like I'm, I'm booking weddings for like late 2024 at the moment, which is pretty crazy. But, you know, like I'll send a questionnaire just to get to know them. Like that kind of sets the precedence that, okay, like this guy actually wants to know like our story, like Tim actually cares. So, yeah. I do want to provide like value um, as much as I can. Um, I think it's important that I, as a vendor, like you have an onboarding process so you can really set clear expectations to your couples. You know what? Like this is when you're going to hear from me. This is what I this is what I need from you. Absolutely, and I have I have a very similar process, which I'm actually recreating a welcome pack at the moment, which also includes some timeline Ooh. tips and things like that. Um, just making it look a little bit prettier than just a stock standard email, um, which is. Cool. So you'll get that from me. And then I also have like a page on there, which I'm including, which is like what to expect from me. And I literally set out on paper, they can read it and be like three months before, two months before, one month before all the things that happen. Um, and yeah, as I said, as long as you reply to the emails that I send you, uh, that's all we need. Because I think at the moment, everyone is rather busy in the wedding world. Like, and it's not busy as in like, like, you know, we're all flat out but it's a good thing. And I think people do get semi-concerned that they're going to get lost in the crowd or something like that, which is definitely not the case. No, not at all. And that's that's why we invest in our tools. Like we, we've spoken about this before and like that's why having a CRM like is so, so important. So everything is managed, like everything, all the communication like is set in, in one place and we know exactly when the communication is going to be. And like this is not to say if you have a question for us, like not to email us. Like we're not saying that at all. Like get in touch. I like DM my like um, couples all the time. Like yeah. they send me for some questions and like I'm more than happy to answer them. If they want to jump on a Zoom call like a year and a half out of the wedding, like sure, 
let's like, let's do it. Whatever it is going to take to make your wedding better. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the thing is like, you know, like for me personally, I know that like there's a lot uh, of weddings coming up and yes, we get that. But, and people always go to me, oh, I didn't want to ask you because I know you're really busy, but I'd much rather reply to an email, reply to an Instagram message, reply to a, like, or answer the phone, whatever it is, if it's going to make your day better. Like I'm not here just to shoot your wedding or, you know, I'm not, I'm sure, like, I'm sure it's the same with other vendors, like, you know, a makeup artist, hairdresser. We're not just like, all of us are not just there for the day itself. We're there to help you through the process. We know the process is hectic. We are very lucky that we do this full time and we love what we do. And we always talk like, you know, me and Tim, that talk about weddings all the time and how we can make sure that we're delivering better quality to our clients. Um, And, you know, far out, just reach out. Don't be scared. Like uh, we're not, here to yeah. make your day difficult because it's not like you book us and then you don't hear it from us until the wedding like or a week out the wedding that is not like because that is not providing value to your couples and that is not the business um and i know that's not the business that you want to run either so this is why we like we set out the process and you know like i i feel like my process is like like really good it's simple it sets out those expectations but also it's not set in stone either like it leaves room for questions to be asked like Absolutely. Don't be scared. Ask a question. <laughs> All right. All right. I think, yeah, we spoke about that one for a while. But um, what about um, fresh first dry petals for confetti, the Ooh. confetti toss? So I think we're, we're specifically talking about as the, the bride and groom come down the aisle for the first time as a married couple. I love those shots. Like, I really oh, do. Like, it just adds a bit of, like, flair and, like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Excitement, pretty- goodness, the good vibes yep. are flowing. I right, look at it and we you know when we're talking like fresh first dried petals, there's also I'm gonna throw in another one, which is like the eco confetti at the moment. And I'm also gonna throw in one more. Big advocate. The eco eco confetti is rad because it floats in the air. But I'm gonna throw in one more because a few weeks ago, uh, we did this. Uh so they had eco confetti, which was mad. Uh but they also had bubbles and a lot of bubbles. So that was pretty cool. Um having a bit of a mix of all the things. The bubbles gave this like in the like sunlight, gave this really cool like different effect that's quite different to the normal just like confetti yeah that was pretty fun so i'm a big fan of that when it comes fresh versus fresh 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 versus dry (laughs) wow that was bad english anyway when it comes to those two options i personally am a bigger fan of the fresh over the dried personally oh okay i think i'm I'm the opposite hey i'm I'm a fan of the dried because the the fresh is is heavier like it's more expensive like and the dried, I feel like it just it gets more airtime as well, and you get more of it. It does, but sometimes it's really small, and that's my that's my down that's the downside for me is that the dried can, from a photo perspective, just kind of looks like lots of little dots, and then it kind of just like gets like stuck in your hair, and it just I don't know. Personally, yeah, it, I, it, that's it, my it does it does. <laughs> I, I've actually I've actually made some pretty cool reels where like the confetti either like hits like someone in the eye or like gets in their face and they make it like someone throws the cone (laughs) (laughs) i have had that before don't throw your cone full of confetti at the bride or groom that's a bad yeah that's a bad one um and i guess the eco confetti on the flip side is different because it floats like man that stuff just like i don't know it's like (laughs) it's so light so it just flutters in the air i would say that with that uh eco confetti everyone gets really heavy-handed with it and you probably don't have to because if you everyone's throwing it at the same time with like massive handfuls. It literally just turns into like a wall of confetti um, and you don't really see a whole lot. Um, That's been a little bit of the downside of the eco confetti. So be a little more, you can probably be a little bit more sparingly using it, I guess. Um, But yeah, it's good for the environment too. So, you know, 
all good things. Maybe we need to maybe we need to dive into this bit deeper. I think let's yeah. Maybe we need to go and buy. Maybe we can do this as like a podcast and we'll like record ourselves. We'll go and buy like, you know, all of them. So like eco confetti, we'll buy some fresh, we'll buy some dried and we'll uh, we'll have a We'll, we'll have a romantic um, session together throwing confetti at each other. <laughs> yes, I'm so down to throwing confetti in your face. <laughs> uh, that's rude. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's move on to the next one. So cocktail versus canapes versus formal seating. So this, this, is a, this is a pretty cool one. Like I've, I've done a mixture of a lot of weddings, whether it be sit-down or cocktail, um, or like just canapes. Like to be honest, like I am, I think I am more of a fan of just more of like a cocktail setting because it's just a little bit more relaxed. Like it's just that little bit less formal. But obviously, it's it's an approach that obviously needs to suit you and your day, your and wedding, your venue, like in your venue exactly. So yeah, like even though there's some things that I say I may like prefer, like it always comes down to what's going to be better for you and. If it suits you more, if it's better for you, then I'm down for that. Absolutely. I think, you know, the, the beauty of like most weddings these days, we're getting a mix of it. We're getting all of it, really. Like you're having a cocktail hour post-ceremony where everyone's eating canapes and hanging out and, you know, drinking drinking the goods and, you know, everyone's relaxing. And then you might come in for your like more formal sit-down shared platter meals and things like that it's one of those things where it really does come down to your preference like for me from a photo perspective like it doesn't really change too much um no like we're, we're not really recording or taking photos like when people are eating anyway but no canapes canapes is a different story like canapes outside like that's pretty cool i i tend to get a lot of like really nice kind of moments us do the old sneaky walk past quickly grab some canapes front of my mouth and that's it <laughs> life's good happy vendors that mean full vendors um that's for sure so yeah, yeah look I, at the end of the day it comes down to preference i don't really have one that i would rather um but i do think that having a mix of them throughout the day is good so yeah including those canapes and cocktail hour post ceremony and then maybe doing a seated or just hanging out, keeping yeah. it chilled. Yeah, comes down to a bunch of different factors. It, it's it's hard for us to tell you which one is better and which is a preference because every wedding is different. Like depends on the amount of guests, like, you know, like depends mm. on the venue and where it is, and you know the logistics of your like caterers, so to speak. So yes, yeah, just have a good think and see what would suit you more. Like what's something that you would more connect to. So having your guests sit down or just having a more cocktail dinner so completely up to you guys all right man let's go to the next one the importance of hiring professionals over your mate brother sister slash cousins doing it instead and oh this is like a loaded question uh for sure and look at the end of the day i think that it's important to have people around you that are good and i think it's important to have people around you that you legitimately want there, like not just because it's convenient or because it's easy or because you didn't have to do anything towards it or because, oh, I have a camera or oh, I have a video, like I can shoot video or I can edit videos or I can plan an event for you. I think it's so important to have people there that legitimately make you happy and bring you joy and that you actually like what they do. Uh, I think there's so many times where like at the end of the day, everyone's worried about budget. I understand that. Like it's it comes down to budget, but Sometimes paying a little extra money for someone that you really want there brings the vibes, makes you happy. Um, yeah, it just changes the whole day itself. Yeah, especially if it's going to cause a bit of stress as well. You know, like maybe having your brother to, you know, do the um, do the ceremony. 
you know, act as a celebrant for the day. If he's never done it before, yeah, you, you can save a few bucks there. But, you know, like as we as we mentioned in previous podcasts with, with Mr. Adam Sini, right, like a ceremony is a big part of the day. Like and a DJ slash MC like plays just as an important role. Um, so you really don't want to, you know, like lower like the standards or the wedding and have things necessarily go wrong and in turn like cause undue stress for you. So yeah, just, just things to think about. Yes, it can be, you can save a couple of bucks. But, you know, like what's it, what's it doing in the long run? That's it. And, you know, even I think about this a lot and it comes like uh, when it comes to like some of the like things that I guess people don't always value as much, which is like hair, makeup and also like florals. Like I feel like a lot of people end up, they really end up doing like flowers themselves, which, you know, is not really something that I think should be done. Like I think you should invest in good flowers, invest in people that know how to style your wedding correctly. and. You know, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It just has to be something small, but I think it definitely makes a massive difference to your day. 100%. All right. Do you need local photographers, videographers slash vendors? I say no. I am, you know, I think if you want someone, again, this is like just what we shouted about then. If you want someone there, um, if you love what they do, you will trust them no matter what. Like I guess from a photo video standpoint, especially, um, or probably even like sometimes when it comes to like, you know, other vendors as well, like, you know, actually, especially like your styling and your flowers and maybe even like a coordinator, like when it comes to like all of us, we are always at some venues and maybe not as like at other venues as much, but I do think like you just need to trust us. And I do think like for me and Tim, we get super excited when we go somewhere new, somewhere like refreshing, um, for us, creativity is there. We can kind of like do what we want and, we're not kind of stuck to the same old ways that we would do things, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm a big fan of, yeah, going somewhere new. Um, yeah. What do you I, think? Uh, yeah. I think it, it's strange that it comes up because like, I don't necessarily see that as, like, as, a, as an issue. Like if your photo and video have never shot at a venue before, like why, why would that be like a barrier in potentially booking them? Like if, if you trust your photographer and your videographer and you love their work, then allow them to do their job and, and create that. Like I don't, I don't see a, a detriment of working at somewhere new. Like I look at that as like a sense of excitement. And like, of course, if I've never been somewhere, like I'll do my due diligence and, you know, I'll suss out the area um, and kind of get a bit of a plan to know like where's, um, where everything is and where I want to be going and, you know, where is the light going to be good at certain times of the day. But I think it more comes down to like choosing the vendor regardless of where they are. Like do you like their work? Do you vibe with them? Like, I think that has more of an impact and that has more value over if they've shot at a, at a venue before. That's it. We don't have to worry about it. Like, just because you live somewhere doesn't mean you can't go there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. no one lives on a wedding venue. And, you know, we all, like, for me, I personally, like, I'd go from the South Coast, which I shoot in a lot, but I'm always, like, in the mountains. The other day I was in Bathurst. You know, I go to the Hunter fairly regularly. Same with the Central Coast. Like, I go everywhere and I love it. I love changing it up. I love getting in the car and going mm. to new places. Um, I know you're the same, Tim. You go out to Mudgee a bit in the Central West, which is awesome. Up to the Hunter mm. as well, down the coast, Highlands. Yeah. Like, we're it, everywhere. Yeah. Like, in saying that, it's actually not that often I go to a new venue. Like, I feel like I've already been to, like, venues. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like, we get – you kind of – I feel like it's one of those things. We kind of, like, shoot one venue and then you're, like, people see your work. They love what you've done there. And that's where yeah. I guess this comes back to the, oh, do you need to be local? It's maybe not local, but it maybe the change the word from local to familiar, maybe. Mm. And you know, sure, that might make a bit of sense to you when you're booking. But yeah, I don't know. I love going somewhere new. Love it. <laughs> Same. 
Absolutely same. All right. Is this the uh, the last question? Maybe I think we're coming up to, and uh, I feel like we've kept this one for the end. <laughs> oh, this this one's a bit of a load one too. Um, post wedding blues, mate. Walk walk us through like. It just says post wedding blues, so there's no this, real context here. <laughs> this came from uh, this came from a couple who I shot last week, and uh, yeah, it was a freaking epic wedding. And I definitely think we'll be getting uh, Chloe on to have a bit of a chat with us about her wedding because it was amazing, and uh, he's definitely on the the post wedding come down at the moment. I actually saw this morning she's like flying to Fiji for her honeymoon, so. Look, if you've uh, she's had she's had like a week and a bit between like the wedding and going on a honeymoon, which I think that probably makes it pretty hard, kind of to go from this like huge wedding and like having an exciting time, and then you like kind of like have a they had a recovery brunch the next day and hung out, and then like after that it's That's kind cool. of just like oh it's done, and then they've got like a week and a half to like get ready to go on their actual honeymoon, mm -hmm. which, you know, plenty of people have a break between wedding and honeymoon. And, you know, like for me, when I got married, me and my wife, we came home for a couple of days. We unpacked everything. We sorted everything out, had a, like a breathing room. And then we went and had yeah. a bit of a mini honeymoon. It was COVID time. So we literally went away for like four days down the coast because um, that's all we could nice, do. Man. I feel like that's a, that's a smart idea. Like we, we did the opposite where we actually had a 6 a.m. flight the next day. You're crazy. I, <laughs> mate, I did not sleep at all. Like, like our wedding was pretty wild. There was some wild antics going on. And if you were Meg last week, you would have only just been crawling into bed at quarter to six in the morning and you would have been on a plane already, mate. Like that's hectic. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it was a rough, it was a rough flight over there. Like I, I'm pretty sure I spewed my guts up a couple of times and it's <laughs> telling me to sort my, sort my shit out. She's regretting all decisions then. <laughs> oh, it was just rough, man. Like when that limit, like, cause we got a limo to the airport and it rocked up at 4.30 AM. And you've been home for half an hour. <laughs> Oh, man. like this is not good. Like we, we made a bad decision here. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, post wedding blues, like especially with the, um, like talking about your honeymoon, leave yeah. a couple of days. Leave a couple of days, get excited for the honeymoon. I think that definitely helps. I also think, um, and I have seen it a fair bit. So like a lot of couples are doing like, uh, like the disposable cameras and things like that on like tables and whatnot. I think it's cool. Like go grab those cameras and on the way home, you know, like if you've had a wedding away from home or, you know, whatever, go and take those cameras and like, you know, drop them off, get them printed and then look at those images like, you know, as well. Like I think that will help with the wedding blues. I send you sneak peeks pretty quickly after your wedding. So yeah. that helps as well. What do you, what do you think's the main like cause here? Like I know like sneak peeks are huge like that. Yeah, for sure. But what, what do you think is like a cause of the blues? Do you think it's just you know, like the planning process has been yeah. a little bit hectic and then all of a sudden when it's done and like, that's it. You're like Literally, hey, you're like, what, like, what do we talk about now? now? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're married, like. <laughs> I think and a lot of it is just like that surreal feeling of how like, you know, coming back to all the stuff we chat about today of creating time and space, like the day does feel like it goes fast. So, you know, you've planned this whole like amazing ceremony, reception, wedding day itself, maybe a recovery brunch. Um, whatever it is the next day, like you've had this big high and you've had this big, like, it's a lot of emotions leading up to the wedding. There's a lot going on on the day as well. And then the come down is just like, almost like a hangover. If you, you know, like if you've had a lot of drink the night before and the next day you're just like, ugh, you know, it's like mentally you're unloading everything after the wedding. And then you're like, well, we've been chatting about this for so long. What are we talking about now? Like, what happens next, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And this just goes back to like, not normal life, but it goes back to life is happening still. Um, you know, give yourself a new project. I say like, find something new that you want to do, um, you know, keep the vibes rolling while you're freshly married and still date each other. Go out, hang out, have drinks, 
you know That's go out for dinner my uh my grandma <clears throat> always used to she gave me some marriage advice and it's the best advice i've ever ever had right it's have a date once a month go away for a weekend once every two months and have a, a week holiday once a year and man like that has been like such solid advice and it's like my my nan's unfortunately not with us anymore but you know like it's like it just really kind of brings it back to like things that are important in life as well so yeah, we, we can save this for another podcast. But yeah, I think that's some like top advice. Like don't like just because you're married now, it doesn't mean it's straight back to like work life and, you know, like move on, house, kids. Like actually have a think about like the reasons why you got married in the first place as well. Like there was a, you know, like what did you do as a, uh, before you were married, you know, like before you started planning a wedding, before you got engaged, like have a think about like what does life like supposed to look like now? So yeah, I think, like post wedding blues is yeah it's 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 a bit of a, it's a strange one everyone has yeah. it though do you know what i mean like and that's yeah. the thing like at the end of the day everybody has these feelings post wedding and they are just to be like oh what now mm. um and that's okay you know yeah it happens with everybody yeah maybe give us the give us a bit of a buzz guys if you've if you've had post wedding blues and like what did, what did that look like for you like i suppose it's not something that we actually talk about a fair bit and no, we're talking about how how we can make your day like amazing and epic, and then now we're like, yeah. oh, what happens after the wedding? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, nah, man, today was today was great. Those questions were those questions were were amazing. Like, it's good to get a bit of a mix there. Um, so keep them rolling in, guys. Like, I I like a Q and A. Like, we should we should do Q and A a little bit more often. Yeah, it just keeps it fun and just keeps it you know not so specific on um anything. Yeah, I guess that is about one part of the day. Um, but yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. We also love that when you leave reviews for us, so make sure you do jump on to wherever you are listening to this podcast, leave us a quick review. Um, we would love to hear from you and yeah, jump over to our socials as well and check out what, um, yeah, what's happening on the podcast, but also you can check out our personal socials too. And, um, yeah, see what we are doing on a day to day. We are not just doing this podcast. We are also shooting a heck of a lot of weddings at the moment and that's coming into uh, that end of year busy craziness which we're already talking about end of year like in october which is mental we um, are in prime like prime wedding season at the moment so yeah look obviously we we each have our own businesses uh individually and it is hectic at the moment so look if you guys wanted to see see some pretty cool like wedding content photos and videos like checks out you know I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys like I'm, I'm loving having chats with like a couple of guys that DM me on Instagram. Just like, love your work with like the things that you're doing, what's going on. So yeah, yeah. it's been great. Quite a plug. And uh, people have been loving the podcast too. We've been getting some reviews from that. Maybe one day we should go through and just like read a couple of the reviews out or something. But yeah. yeah. What about, did we, did we get a one star? Did someone give us a yeah, one star? Yeah, someone gave us a one star on, uh, on Apple. What a stitch up. That, I didn't even leave breaks, why. That breaks my heart. <laughs> Maybe we're too loose for them. Who knows? But uh, all jealousy is real. Who knows? Anyway. Yeah, that's right. Any feedback is good feedback and we love it. And yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. But that is all from this week. And we uh, hope you all have a great week and we will speak to you all next week. Bye. All right. Bye.